Welcome to episode 21 of African American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. So we've been on like a three, four week hiatus. I just feel like I have missed you all so much. I feel like there's so much we need to discuss. Like there's so much that have happened between then and now. And I'm just like, yay, we are back. So sometimes you have to take a break to get things right, to upgrade things. Everything on African American will be remaining the same. The difference is we now will have the episodes available on YouTube for everyone. So it's like, I know y'all hearing me, but now I need you to see me. I need you to really feel me. I need to be able to look you in your eyes and you look me in my eyes and be able to really understand what I'm saying. So I feel like now having the visuals allows us to connect a little better, maybe feel more personable and feel more connected to me, to the show. So um, I wanted to have this done sooner, but a little side note about me, I am extremely ignorant when it comes to technology, computers, editing, stuff like that. It's just not really my strong point. So it took me some time to figure out how to do all this, the best method to do all this. So that's what took some time. I also took a hiatus from the show because I started my own business. Yes. So I have a website. It is sixthegoddess.com. On sixthegoddess.com, I have started a small online store where I am selling jewelry, um, makeup, and hair products. So the what I have on the site now is pretty limited. There will be new things constantly being added to constantly grow the site. Uh, but as of now, there are there is jewelry. For example, these earrings. I don't know if you can see it. Saying my favorite thing, black love. These are available on the site along with many other styles. I also have an, a highlighter that I developed and I'm selling called Six the Goddess Sparkle. And if you can see, ladies, I don't know if you can see my highlight right now, but you know, that's what we got going on. You can purchase that on the site. And then I also have my personal favorite, my baby, something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I have my Six the Goddess Curl Defining Cream. Uh, which is what I have used on my hair today. I don't know if you see, you know, the fleekage, which is thy curls. So, um, you know, I, I, for those of you that don't know, outside of my love of podcasting and teaching and learning and social media, I am actually a licensed stylist in the state of Florida. I have practiced cosmetology for about 13 years now. Um, it's definitely my first love, my first passion. And hair care products is something that I've wanted to develop for quite some time. I know in my own transitions back to natural, when I would you know, be in the store looking at labels on products, it would say like all natural organic, but then there's five different kinds of alcohol and dyes and fragrance because these products are being mass produced and they have to include these chemicals to hold them for long shelf lives because of the mass production. So I found myself complaining like, oh, there's nothing in here that's really natural. And, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be the kind of person that just complains. Let me just find my own solution. So I started whipping up my own concoctions to moisturize my hair, to def you know define my curl. And before I know it, I started having sisters kind of reaching out to me like, hey, you know, what do you use on your hair? Um, you know, could you give me some insight into what I should be using or, or styling tips? And I'm like, hmm. Uh, at first, I kind of doubted myself. Like, who's going to want to buy my products? They don't know me. Like, they don't owe me anything. No one's going to. But I quickly realized that was not the case. And so I started, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to sell my concoctions. If it's working for me, my hair is healthy, then I'm sure there's someone else that would appreciate my product as well. Now, let's just get serious for a second. When we speak about entrepreneurship, for us as African people in a diaspora, understand what this means. It means many things. Two important things as it, mean, it means is, number one, 
entrepreneurship is an excellent, amazing form of being revolutionary, okay? Also, being an entre entrepreneur is breaking genetic barriers and curses amongst our people. So once I went ahead and launched my business, I just could not help but be saying to myself, like, what took me so long? Like on a serious note, like once I started and I was feeling like the satisfaction from building my own legacy and making my own money, I just couldn't help but think to myself like, hmm, why didn't I do this before? Okay, so sometimes to understand things that are going on in the present, it requires us to go back to the past. All right, look at our ancestors. Now, understand. A huge purpose of the Ku Klux Klan, aka the KKK, was not just to just randomly just torment black people and physically harm blacks. A part of it was economic uh, um, oppression as well. So when we, the more successful that we were, the more of a target that we became. The more successful businesses we came, we, we had, the more the chances they were coming to burn it down. The more they would single you out. The more they would come for you. So what that developed, along with our issue of over-masculinized mothers within our communities, because what an over-masculinized mother does is when she has children that makes mistakes, she's lashing out at those children. Those children are not allowed to make the mistakes and have someone say, you know what, it's okay. I understand you tried your best. Let's find a different way or let me show you some things you can do next time to improve. A lot of us just got our asses kicked whenever we fucked up. And it's like, uh, what that does is even in your adulthood, it makes you afraid of success because what it did was it, make you, it made you traumatized and it made you anxious towards failure that fear of if i mess up i'm gonna get yelled at if i mess up i'm gonna get a spanking if i break this my mom's gonna freak out so then we become adults and there's things that we want to do and we feel passionate about and we don't do it because we still have that subconscious fear of failure and if you are afraid to fail you are afraid to succeed because they both go hand in hand okay so now our ancestors have passed on this, this fear and, and this pain to us where it's like that success comes with you being a target. That independence comes with you being a target. And this is what we know. So when we're able to still work past all of that, when we are still able to bust past those fears, those generational curses, that is revolutionary. That is self-healing. When I decided to launch my business, I was terrified. Okay, I, I was terrified. There's no other way to explain it. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm terrified, but what is my alternative? To never do it? You know, to have my time come where I'm leaving this earth and never have done something that I am passionate about, something that I know was going to help empower me, empower my sisters, help us embrace our natural beauty, be an inspiration to others. Okay, someone like me, it's like I've been thugging all my life. Okay, like on some serious, I've never had it easy. And it becomes very easy to become a slave to that pain. It becomes very easy to become a slave to your trauma, both in adulthood and in your childhood. So to come from me, like, you know, being abandoned, being orphaned young, when it comes to me having a child young and going from stripping and from going broke to being homeless to being on the street to, to me and my son in the kitchen with our gloves on and our our bulk products and whipping and cooking and curing and and starting our own business making our own products just me and him it overshadowed any fear okay any generational curses any uh feelings of anxiety or being unsure of yourself it overcame all of that and i'm like 
this is the beginning for us. This is us taking charge of our independence. This is us making a way for ourselves. This is us building a legacy. And that satisfaction allowed me to press forward because even though my risk was calculated, I still invested my own money into starting this business. Now, I'm going to share something that happened to me. And I made a promise on this show, on the first episode, to be open and honest with you all about everything that happens, about my perspectives, my experiences. Um, we know by now, I'm like I said, I'm open about everything in my life that I've definitely been through some things. And there's nothing that I've ever done or anything that has happened to me that has not made me a better person. And as a result of that, I simply, I don't have any fear or shame or anything about anything that happened to me in my life because it all made me a better person. So as opposed to saying, well, I don't want to tell my business or I don't want people knowing what's going on in my personal life. I know that sharing my experiences can be healing to, for the rest of us because at the end of the day, if there's something that happened to me, then it's definitely 10 other people probably going through the same thing or more. So um, I want to share something that happened to me. I, like, like I said earlier, I'm a licensed stylist in Florida and I've been working in that field for some time now. Um, I was terminated from my job and it's crazy how the universe kind of was favoring me because being terminated from my job was both the most humiliating thing that has ever happened to me, but it was also the most inspiring and the most clear form of a sign that I have ever experienced. It was like once the universe said, okay, she's taking that leap, okay? She's taking that initiative. She's making that move. Now what we're going to do is, here's the gag, now that we see you have the confidence in us, we're going to take your job from you. Okay? So now you're going to be forced to go hard and go full time into what you want. Okay, now I was taken aback because, like I said, I invested my own money into my business and I was like, well... YOLO, I'm just going to put my money into it and I'll just like survive off of my like tips at work, you know, for odds and ends and gas and food and stuff like that. Literally, I launched the business 24 hours later, I was terminated. Now, my termination was the most perfect textbook example of racism, how it works, how it affects our everyday life how it affects our employment, our jobs, all of that. Um, and I want to share with you what happened. Um, now, it's going to take some time to really go into a thorough um, discussion on what happened. And once we are more honest about things that go on in our everyday life, especially extremely openly racist, discussing things that happened to me um, in my place of employment, it's important to talk about it because I think that sometimes we are confused on exactly what racism is. Sometimes I think we're confused on exactly the way it works, on its exact definition. So I want to talk about this because it's real life. This is something that really happened and it's going to be an excellent learning opportunity for us all. I'm not going to take up too much time on this week's show um, with this story. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be doing a live stream tonight through my Instagram and my Facebook. And I'm going to discuss what happened. Um, these racist business owners that are in charge of businesses that employ people um, that they are racist against, it just gives them so much power to affect people's income, affect their lives. Meanwhile, the whole time they have racism, they have racist hearts, they're racist people. And then they get to hide behind their racism and they get to never have to face the music or the consequences or even be honest about their racism. And we can't let that happen. So when it happens, we have to talk about it. So I will be doing that live stream tonight. So everybody just stay tuned. If you do not follow me on Instagram already, you can follow me at goddess6 
Foda. That is G-O-D-D-I-S underscore S-I-X-F-O-O-T-A-H. Um, my Facebook is Six Goddess. Um, so that's S-I-X and the last name on there is G-O-D-D-I-S. So you can friend me or follow me on there to tune in to the live stream tonight because like I said... The situation that happened to me was extremely humiliating. Now, what we have to do is, if and when we experience humiliation at the hands of white people, at the hands of racist people, we want to never let that energy go to waste, okay? We can't just let someone disrespect us or be racist to us and we don't learn anything from it. So what I like to do is, if I do experience a humiliating or racist situation, I like to take a minute to say, wow, my ancestors experienced feelings of humiliation at the hands of white people like this all the time. And you have to take a step back and say, wow, in this situation, this is, if this is even a tenth of the pain and humiliation that my ancestors had to feel, what we should be letting that do is draw us closer to them. That should make us say, okay, if I didn't already appreciate the sacrifice my ancestors made for me, if I already did not appreciate the humi humiliation and dehumanization that they had to go through, I appreciate it so much now when you have to feel similar. And like I said, it's similar, but, you know, they experience things on a way higher and deeper scale than we do so the whole experience of my termination if i wasn't already appreciative and close to my ancestors i was even more so um, after that experience so um like i said tune in for that we'll be discussing that now let's just get into the rest of the topics for this week's show because the first thing i got to talk about because this was killing me. I wanted to like come through and do like an emergency episode like, hold up. Okay, we got to talk about something. We are going to discuss this royal wedding because I got so much to say and I was appalled. Okay, at some of the things coming out in Negro's mouth during this. And so we're going to go ahead and get into why that was so disgusting. So I wake up on May 19th and in my household, May 19th is lit. Like we already know it. that is Malcolm X day. Like we shut everything down. Like we definitely turn up. We do something to commemorate. So I wake up May 19th thinking, okay, I just know we are going hard for our ancestor today. You know, we're going to, and then I log on to social media. And instead of seeing anything about that, I log on and see like 90% of my people talking about the royal wedding. And I use that term so loosely. Royal wedding. So now I'm looking at what people have to say and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, they're definitely saying like, <laughs> oh, you know, to hell with this wedding or this is a disgrace for sure. They're definitely saying that. But no, that's not at all what people were saying. I'm talking about people was talking about, oh, we made it. Oh, we've upgraded. Yes, Megan. Yes, queen. Yes, come through palace. Look how far we've come, right? So I'm looking at this and I'm just like, <sighs> these are the times where you really want to give up. These are the times where you lose all faith in your entire race and you just feel like saying we're doomed and we're always going to be doomed and there's nothing we can do to fix it. You know, that's how it makes you feel. I I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, are we really that sick? 
we have just become the most loving hip hop watching yes queen oh i ain't worried about nothing else but getting money lace wig i'm good love enjoy ass people every at just ever i'm like wow so when we're saying things like oh we made it oh finally oh we now have black royalty we now have royalty in the palace and i'm like so to hell with queen amina queen Nzinga, to hell with nefertari i mean to hell with them to hell with the fact that we as black women are born royal i mean to hell with all that okay none of that matters because white people have made it official, okay? They have gave us the official title of Duchess. So now we're royalty. To hell with Malcolm X. Or people were saying, well, why can't we do both? Why can't we be happy about the royal wedding and we can be happy about Malcolm X? Okay, when we're honoring a dead ancestor, we do things the way they'd want it to be done, correct? So, do y'all think for a second that if Malcolm X was alive right now, come here, let's be honest, do you think that he would be talking about, yes, queen, finally we're royalty? Hell no, he would not. So it's like for you to be doing that on his birthday, it's like a lightning bolt is about to strike us all right now. You know, now let's let's really examine what happened here, because when we speak about interracial marriage and interracial dating, we like to use that excuse of, well, my boyfriend is not racist. His family is not racist. Okay. He is all for our people. They are not the ones that had slaves. They are not the ones who did all that. So therefore, me being with him doesn't make a difference. That is what we, the excuses we like to make. All right. Now, now we have a scenario where, and you know, I don't, I mean, everyone is calling Meghan Markle black, but once again, black is not about your skin color or who your parents are at all because like I say all the time there are a lot of black people that are whiter than the white people there are a lot of black people where their minds are so gone and you know they're so past the point of understanding to where we can't really just say like okay well she's half black so um so we we now have blacks in in the in the palace Okay, so everyone refers to her as a black woman, so I'm just going to call her black just to for the sake of understanding, but just for the record, I don't consider her black at all. Look who she's marrying. So now we like to, when we want to, you know, date interracial, we want to betray our people, we want to take away from us needing each other to survive in this war against us. When we say, we understand all that, but love is love and love shouldn't have a color or race, so therefore it's okay. When we disregard the fact that we're dying out here and that us marrying each other and having strict non-segregated marriages and relationships are the key to our survival as we know it when we go ahead and disregard all that talking about well i understand that but love is love we have a serious problem then when we make excuses saying oh well you know my boyfriend's family or my girlfriend's family wasn't the one who did it so now we have this scenario with megan markle who is a black woman who is literally literally marrying the literal people <laughs> that are the most disgusting racist murderous family in the history of the world 
Now we have a black woman who is marrying the literal people who did the slavery, who continues to do the slavery, who continues to rape the continent that you originated from. We're literally having a black woman marry into the family, literally responsible for that. And you still talking about, yes, queen. Okay, so it was never about the fact that, oh, well, you know, my boyfriend's family didn't do this or my girlfriend's family is not the one that did this. It's love is love. It doesn't matter. So now we've went from having someone come at you with a valid point. Like, why are you marrying the people that are in charge of oppressing our people? Why are you marrying the grandsons of the men that raped our grandmothers? Like, what kind of loyalty do you lack what kind of purpose do you lack in your life? And then you use these excuses that they that this individual wasn't the one who did it. But then when we have someone who is literally marrying the ones that do it, that you still are saying, yes, queen. So you know what that really means? It means the honesty. And, and honesty is, yeah, I understand that black families is the key to our freedom and the key to us surviving. But I don't care. Okay, let's all just be honest about it. I don't understand this. It's like, you know, if you feel like to hell with your people, to hell with your ancestors, to hell with their sacrifices, to hell with the disgusting things they had to endure so that you wouldn't have to. And I'm going to still do what I want because I'm indulgent and selfish. Then say that. But what we don't need to be doing is going around here with these sorry excuses about how it's okay for us to date Tyler because Tyler isn't the one. Because even when we do have those of us that are marrying into the families of the ones who do commit these atrocities towards our people, y'all are still for it. You know, we sat around and we've ingested these fairy tales for so long, these Cinderella and snow white fairy tales that we really are that excited for this woman to be being married to the people literally committing all kinds of rape and atrocities to her people and then it makes me think like how do we look to other people it almost gets to the point where it's like when people don't respect us as a people when people don't respect us as a nation it almost becomes understandable because it's like what a joke we look like what a joke we look like when we totally have no regard for our people it would be the equivalent of like a jewish like democratic nation having their son marry like a german nazi descendant and having the jewish people be like yes love is love it doesn't matter yes queen other cultures other religions other races of people have more pride in themselves than to salute and wish blessings and post and talk about dreams come true for their own people marrying into those that literally want them dead. If you look around that royal wedding, that shit looked like a graveyard, okay? The queen looked like she was 0.5 seconds away from keeling over at any moment. Everyone posted up there like they were completely transparent and see-through and like they needed immediate blood transfusion. They all like they were suffering from some kind of flesh-eating disease. Meghan Markle's black mother is like sitting by herself like in a corner and then this is the part that really just was like (laughs) I feel like I have so many moments where I see my people doing stuff and I'm just like I wanted to be like you don't get your ass Look at my lip. I'm you look at my lip right now. I just want to show you I'm serious. If you don't get your ass off this Instagram posting about how we made it, I know some. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go down the timelines and like slap everybody posting this, talking about yay, we made it. Baby, we been royal. Baby, we're born royal. 
Now you see all these people in here looking half dead and now you wonder why they don't need to get a little melanin in that bloodstream. They need to get a little melanin to keep themselves going and keep themselves alive. Okay. The prince's brother is how old and he looked like he's a hundred. All right. So we have these people that literally have killed us for generations and generations rape us rob us and want us dead and now they're allowing a sister in the palace and you don't for a second think that it might be for their own benefit because they wouldn't do that because they're the royal family and love is love and like you're being so negative right now and I understand that these people want us dead and they rape us and they you know want to take everything from us and want to suck our souls dry but love is love <laughs> it's just like it, it just gets to the point where it's like almost a joke it's almost like this is why it is so important for those of us who have been able to overcome post-traumatic slave syndrome and have been able to look at who the real enemy is, the ones that are able to keep their minds healthy, um, to have strong African minds, those of us who are loyal to our ancestors, it is so important for us to stick together, okay? Because we have to get to the point where... We're very aware of our energy and how we spend it. And if you as a person trying to heal your mind, trying to develop children with healed minds, if you allow um, our people with minds like this to contaminate you, you just don't know how that can begin to affect you subconsciously. Because the fact that majority of our people were like applauding this and saw absolutely nothing wrong with this shows the severe mental illness that we're suffering from. And unfortunately with mental illness, some of them don't have cures. Some of them you can kind of learn to live with but as far as it being cured, as far as it being like something of the past, the reality is that sometimes it just may not happen that way. All right. This is very simple at this point. All right. This is not hard to understand. And what happens too many times is we have those black people who don't want to face the music on these issues that are happening because they feel it hasn't affected them personally. They feel like, well... It hasn't been a problem for me and, you know, I haven't, you know, which is why I say all the time when those same people, if and when they do have something racial and dehumanizing and discriminatory happen to them, you have to let them fight that battle on their own. Because as I said before, it is very clear of what's going on right now. It's very clear of who the enemy is. It's very clear on how things are going to go for us. So those black people that don't want to accept that, we have to let them go. We have to let them reap the consequences of their own actions. That's just the way it goes down because we have to preserve ourselves. We're in a war here. When you're in a war, you don't have time to be nice. Nice for what? Okay? We got to be nice for what to these racists? We got to be nice for what to these Uncle Toms? We got to be nice for what to these Coons? It's just consideration? No. Understanding? No. What is there not to understand? Unless you have severe remedial education levels, you should be able to understand this. My 10-year-old understands this. Okay, we didn't watch the royal wedding, but even he was hearing about it. And, you know, and even he was like, he's she's marrying into the royal family of England. And my 10 year old was giving it the side eye like, what the? so if my 10 year old can know better, we as a people can know better. So this whole situation just exposes the truth. And the truth is, black people, we understand the oppression and hatred and robbery and murder that has happened at the hands of these people we understand it 100 percent. we just don't care because 
I know for me personally, I wanted to hold on to the hope that maybe we just don't get it. Like maybe we're just not understanding. And moments like that royal wedding is when I realized, okay, they understand. They just don't care. So start building those communities of people where they are on the same page as you, where they are able to feed your mind, further health, further African morals, mindsets, and foundations because the way things are looking right now, I'm cool with a small group of us, maybe just like 144,000 of us. So I had put up a post earlier today about us as black women our power our purpose who we really are like what's really going on because if you look at it for the past few generations we've pretty much been letting the men have majority of the voice majority of the leadership and say so in our efforts and our affairs and i don't really feel as though recently we've had a truly like prolific like phenomenal outstanding like female leaders that have kind of come forward and I'm like you know sisters that's really one of the things that we have not tried we have not tried really going in okay we we do not know the extent that our power goes and what has happened is we've been playing ourselves this whole time. We have so much power that we are literally letting go to waste. That we are literally just throwing away. Okay? The state of a nation's women is uh, the state of that nation. That is the way it goes. When you have so many of us who are not embracing our natural selves, who are not confident in who we are, who are not even knowledgeable about who we are, it affects our entire race. It is not just a personal problem. It is not just like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing in my business and what I'm doing. No, everything that we do, the condition that we are in affects our entire nation. Yes, all that power is in our hands. When we're good, they're good. If we're not good, no one is good. So at what point do we stop playing ourselves? Well, it's going to have to be a decision that we are going to have to make for ourselves. And why is that? Okay, the reality is we as black women, we are the blood of the nation. That's why we give blood once a month because we are the blood. Now, what are we also we are also the mothers. We are also the mothers of, of this entire planet. Now, parents, let's do a little quiz. Okay, what happens when your children see you enjoying anything? Okay, what happens when your children see you enjoying something you're eating or something you're drinking or if they find out you're doing something for yourself? What happens? Can anyone tell me the answer? Okay, Timmy, do you know the answer? Yes, your kids are going to ask you for some. Your kids don't want to see you have shit. You're right, Timmy. That is correct. Okay? And, and don't judge me because we all know this is true. And you're not going to judge me because I know that I'm not the only parent <laughs> where you have wanted to enjoy something specific. So you purposely did it when your kids were at school or you purposely hid it from them because you knew they were going to suck you dry of it all. and They're going to take it from you. We've all done that as parents. <laughs> We've all done that. Your kids do not want to see you have anything. Okay. When your kids see you doing something for yourself, they come through like, huh, stop the press. Are you relaxing right now? Are you enjoying something to eat without me begging for some right now <laughs> okay that's the way kids are so now that's funny and everything but let's get serious for a second so now we are the mothers of civilization so you know what i realized and i'm going to use this woman as an example because 
Um, we all know her. And this is not celebrity idolizing or celebrity worship. Once again, I just want to use an example of someone that we are all familiar with. Okay, so let's use Sierra as an example. All right. Now, too many times we talk about how as a woman, you need to grow with a man and stand by his side and understand and go through things with him and forgive him and da 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 You know, we have these expectations like we're supposed to just stick by it and, and deal with all of it. But we forget the growth that and, and, and that leniency and that space to grow to grow that we need as black women when we are coming from being abused, underestimated. When we are coming from being unprotected, unwanted, unloved, the healing it's going to take for us to really get back to a healthy balance of our femininity, of our roles as women, our roles as mother, our nurturing, um, that's going to take some time. And we may make, make mistakes along that way. So let's use Sierra for an example. Sierra, who had a child when she wasn't married, had a child with someone who definitely was not marriage material, definitely not father material. He has like how many other baby mamas? A low vibrational man that, you know, sometimes we as women, we make the mistake of thinking we could change him or thinking that he's going to be different for us. And we make those mistakes. Okay, so she had that situation happen. She ended up, you know, getting smart, realizing she deserved better, realizing she could do better. And she gets remarried to a man that, as far as we all can see, you know, just for example's sake, that is embracing her son that she had prior, is fathering the child they had together. Now, you would think that people would be like, great. You know, I'm happy for her. I'm so glad she overcame everything that was set to destroy her. I'm so glad she was able to heal from those past toxic relationships and get a good man in the future. You would think that that would be like how people would feel. But guess what? That's not at all what happened. You know what really happened? People saying, ah. These bitches always want to get a clean up man. You want to date these drug dealers and then you want the good guy to come through and clean up all his mess. And she should be single and lonely for the rest of her life. She don't deserve to have him. How did she get him? He don't really love her. People upset. I mean, leaving nasty comments, posting it and being upset at this woman being happy. Being protected, being provided for. And that is and that is the perfect example for us as black women where when you decide, sister, that you want to elevate, when you decide that you want better, when you decide that you're going to take control and utilize your power properly, that is an example of the backlash that you will receive. Okay, why? Because we are the mothers of this earth. We have been the ones expected to heal everyone else and be strong for everyone else and to have everyone else's back to where this nation, this entire planet has become our children to where when you decide as a black woman that, hey, I'm going to upgrade. I deserve better. I want you have to be ready to do that unapologetically sister because everybody in this world is our children our children that don't want to see us eating that steak that don't want to see us rejoin enjoying this cold refreshing cup of juice on a hot summer day these people since we are the most supreme supreme beings on this planet everyone else literally is our children that don't want to see us enjoy ourselves that don't want to see us have anything so I think that what holds us back as black women is we're waiting for someone to tell us like, hey, you deserve better. Hey, you could do better. Hey, you're playing yourself. We wait for someone to tell us that. We wait for people to applaud us standing up for ourselves. We wait for people to applaud us demanding our respect. We wait for our permission slip to get signed for us to do better and for us to upgrade. And their reality is that's not going to happen because of who we are. Okay? We birthed this entire civilization. So sisters, 
you know, we've sat aside for a while. We've let people try to figure things out. You know, we've left people to try to do their best. And it's not happening without our contributions. It's not happening until we start speaking up. All right. So I hope that in this show that we are able to kind of feed off of the energy that I'm giving off here because, you know, we're all going through this healing together. So I'm in that process as well of, okay, I have all this power. I know that I can make this effect and I can have this influence. Now I have to just get the, you know, the balls, ironically, to do it. And I got to do it regardless of if anyone thinks it's okay. You know, they hate. Oh, and don't be beautiful. Don't be confident. Don't be making your own money. Don't take pride in yourself. Then people, then our children, the world really is coming through like, how dare she be beautiful, happy, and confident? (laughs) I had someone like literally make an entire like meme of me. And they were talking like, oh, she want to be so smart, but then she want to wear this and she want to, and I'm like, and, and the craziest part about it is majority of the hate was coming from black men. And I was thinking to myself like, damn, like why are brothers out here even concerned with like what sisters are like wearing or the way we dress? Like why? This is a part of like the rapey culture where men even think that they like, have the uh, authority to even like comment on that because we're not going around commenting on that majority of y'all dress like women now y'all be wearing capris and carrying purses and stuff and it's like okay you know do you but then it's like when you as a woman are beautiful and confident men because our men are very insecure our men have been so beaten down and we know that men are just not as emotionally strong as we are as women the things that we handle as women their reality is most men could never they would like die at the thought So, um, that feeling of being unapologetic about us doing better has to be one that we have to embrace by our brothers being insecure. And like I said, they are our children. We are their mothers. So that's why black men can tend to sit around and just come down on us as sisters. Like, oh, she shouldn't be wearing that. She shouldn't be happy. And she want this man to clean up this. And so sisters... Take your power back, okay? Take control. We don't have to get a permission slip signed. We don't have to wait for people to be okay with it because they're never going to be okay with it. We just have to be great. And the minute that we be great without apologizing, that the minute that we be great without having to feel bad for it or feel like we need to you know, suppress ourselves to make other people comfortable, that is where we win. So I would like to see this, you know, we get homework every week, ain't nothing changing. Oh, we still getting homework. Just because we're on YouTube, we don't came up and we're on YouTube now, we're still getting homework. So sisters, that is your homework. Start looking at ways that you can make that influence. Start educating yourself on who you are, where you came from, what your role is, the part that you play in making things better for your children, the part that you play in making things better for your children, Children, children that haven't been born yet okay and take those initiatives to build yourself up because like I said building us up okay when we are doing good that is a reflection of our entire nation so I feel like we spent so much of this episode having to like catch up and having to like like reintroduce ourselves well we're almost out of time so before we go i want to close out with this closing thought for this week's episode and that is you cannot have like um omnipresent management leadership or organization Let's use like Walmart for an example. So you have the entity of Walmart, the corporation of Walmart, okay? And so all companies have like a main headquarters and then outside of the main headquarters, they will have like different regional managers or district managers and they break up the 
uh, responsibilities of inventory, management, employment, hiring, firing. They go ahead and disperse that responsibility up into each individual region. It cannot be that the headquarters is going to like govern everyone. The responsibility has to be broken up in order for things to be efficient and in order for things to run smoothly. So when it comes to us as a people, it is very important for us to establish clear roles, clear purpose within our own households. We can't necessarily look to one person to lead us or to, you know, take us down a certain path. We have to make sure that we are educating ourselves and taking the steps we need to make to be our own district managers, regional managers, things of that nature to keep us running as a people. Too many times, you know, we want to just elect a black president or we want to, you know, elect someone black into office and feel like, okay, this person is going to solve our problems. Like I said, there is no such thing as omnipresent, like leadership. There's no such thing as that. If you are having one person or one entity trying to govern you know, so many different people in different places and regions, it is chaos, all right? I feel like majority of us growing up in religious households is how we've kind of developed that mentality of, okay, you know, I want someone to show me the way, I want someone to lead me, and that is just not the way it goes, okay? Um... Once we get organized as families, I just see such beautiful things happening for us. I want us always to be open and willing to accept proper relationships, you know, true love, commitment, legacy building within each other. Um, because as we say all the time, this is just something that is literally a matter of life or death for us. Like I said before, we need to start having more pride in who we are, definitely having more standards for ourselves, not congratulating and getting so caught up in um, in hypes and situations that are disrespectful to us as a people, situations that are disloyal to our ancestors. Okay, we want to keep building towards entrepreneurship, keep pushing for ourselves. Too many times, you know, if your boss puts, you, puts a stack of papers on your desk and says, have these on my desk by 1 p.m., you're going to work overtime, stay late the night before, whatever you have to do to get that work done for your boss. But then when it comes time to work, working for yourself, when it come time, comes time to do something for you, we tend to feel like, oh, well, it can wait or we'll do it tomorrow. And no, we need to have that same sense of urgency to get things done for ourselves, things that build the legacies for our own children. So we can start brainstorming and developing ways to do that amongst each other. And next week, now that we've got all the explanations and the hiatus and the catching up done, next week we'll be able to really get into it, really get back into those topics. We'll have more time for that. So I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power.